0: it's time again for three point podcast three sports guys, three generations and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to three point at gmail.com. Follow three point podcast on social media at three point pod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Nelson
1: House Funeral Homes' number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesonine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call
0: 989-723-5234. 3 Point Podcast, located on the corner of Siawassee and M21 in Corona.
1: Well, it's time for episode 287 of the 3 Point Podcast, man, presented by Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. Check out memorialhealthcare.org for everything they offer. Don't forget, sign up for their winter membership sale 15% off. Tell them Three Point Podcast sent you. Also, want to thank our local partners AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House, Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. For those of you viewing this, uh, it's Halloween. We're recording Halloween night. Having some fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. Peter Roger Pan,
3: shows. happy thoughts. Mich- Michigan fans, happy thoughts, and you can fly. Fly into the college football playoff.
4: Is it bad that I didn't realize, now that it seems obvious, it's Peter Pan? I just thought you were like an elf or something. <laughs> no, Peter Pan. Yep,
3: <laughs> Theme, themed, uh, you know, when you start having kids, you know, it's kind of oh, become yeah. a thing to do the themed costumes. Was your daughter like, Tinkerbell? Yep, my daughter, she she kind of has picked the last couple years. She chose Tinkerbell, so then she made she, – Wanted me to be Peter Pan, Wesley's Classic. Captain Hook, and then my wife is uh, Wendy Darling. So, you guys, I don't have to show you the the tights that I have under, oh, wow. under the I'd desk. I prefer right not
4: now. to see it, to tell you the truth. <laughs> you look like you're like three blind mice, Dad, like with those sunglasses. It really does look like you can't see anything out of them. But
1: Yeah, they're coming off pretty quick. <laughs>
3: when when he hopped in the, the recording, I, that's what I was... I didn't know what the wig was going for. And then I saw the shirt and the hat, and I was like, okay, he's a hippie. Exactly. Classic hippie. Ted.
4: Hippie. My, hippie. I mean, hippie you guys didn't even realize cat. I was wearing a costume, which I guess is, I mean, it's kind of all of it's kind of hidden. Binoculars. And then obviously I got Connor Stallion's nice top secret Michigan manifesto. So. Oh, yeah. So man, I guess a, man, a lot of the, more of the, and I got khakis too, but uh, that kind of all gets cut off uh, by yeah. the screen. Um, well, but you're, you are have a good Halloween. I mean, I kind of, I mean, Halloween, really, I feel like at this point in my life, kind of just another day. But to, you, but to you, Matt, it's kind of one of the bigger days of the year. It would seem like when you got a whole family.
3: It, it is. It's, you know, Ted, you definitely remember this. And, and Jared, I mean, yeah, you're kind of going through, you know, when you're in college or high school, college age, you know, whatever. You're going to some parties right. different than trick-or-treating. You know, you're going to college parties and doing maybe even going to bars or some other stuff like that for Halloween. And then you transition to if you do have a family. It turns into trick-or-treating and stuff like that. So my daughter, she's basically seven. She's going to be seven in a week. Or sorry, she's going to be eight in a week. She is seven. Halloween's the coolest thing in the world to her right now. I mean, the dressing up, the trick-or-treating, and seeing everyone's costumes. Everyone, before we went out trick-or-treating, people were starting to come to our front door. She was running to the door telling them (laughs) all happy Halloween, telling them where the candy is and all that kind of stuff. So. It is fun. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the, you're getting to relive it through their eyes type of thing. Cause I used to love Halloween going around. We've probably talked about it before. We used to always go to the Elsa Meyer neighborhoods when I was growing up, we'd go around the Elsa Meyer neighborhoods and just hit up all those houses. I know Crestview was clutch. That was another big yeah Yeah, it's
4: point. kind of funny. It's kind of depressing also in the same. I remember when I was a kid, it used to be popping. And then by the time I was getting older, it's like nobody. It's kind of like, you know, the scene in cars when Radiator Springs goes from this popping, like, place right off the highway, right off Route 66. Then the, then the new exit comes, or the new highway comes, and nobody ever goes through there anymore. Right. So, I don't know what happened, but nobody, it's not really what it once was. Do you rate? trick trick-or-treaters a year now.
1: As a kid, do you rate Halloween? Equal with Christmas, just below Christmas, ahead of Christmas. Where do you where do you rate it when you're a kid?
3: Again, for me, I, it was up there. And yeah. like I said, kind of reliving it through my daughter's eyes. I'd almost say it, it is up there with Christmas. The yeah. excitement she had, every little piece of candy she was getting, planning out what she wants to eat. And she got <laughs> excited because a couple of the pieces were some of her friend's favorite candies. So she's Not excited right. to like take those to school. Trade. So right, it's it is. It's gotta be up there with Christmas. Yeah, it's it's a good time.
4: I, can I complain about how Matt, you don't have to deal with it right now, but we were talking about it before the pod. I mean, the weather is hmm. it's like 30 degrees outside right now. It it's took snug. a turn on Halloween, of course, on Halloween. Every year it's freezing. Every year it's freezing. Can we change the day? I know, <laughs> what is I get it if it has to be like technically on 31st, but like it should be the first week of October, is really what Halloween should be every year.
3: It is a little bit of a downer. I remember being a kid and, you know, you're excited for your costume or whatever, and then you have to wear your winter coat over your costume to go trick-or-treating. It's a little bit of a buzzkill, but. I I
4: mean, your Peter Pan costume, it would be a green hat with tights and a black (laughs) coat. It's like, what even are you? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: You know, if they are going to move it and they've talked about it, they still may down the road at, you know, moving it to the last Saturday of October. But I tend to agree with you. If they're going to move it. Why not move it to mid-October? You got the leaves still on the trees, still decent weather. You know, you got all that color. And I don't know. It's not a bad idea. I don't know if they'll ever do it, but it's not a bad thought.
3: Because, yeah, usually early, mid-October, you're still getting those, what, those Indian summer days where it's still pretty warm and stuff. So I I was going to ask you guys something, again, the three-generation thing. So I saw something that was interesting. We went this past Sunday to a little like event in town they had like bounce house and a spooky trail and you know some food trucks and stuff like that but they had some cars set up for trunk or treat mm-hmm. and that's what you did there was like eight cars probably and you know you walk through and you do your little trick or treating but trunk or treat right i saw something i don't know probably on twitter that like trunk or treat is ruining halloween And at first I was like, oh, geez, here we go. Another one of these, like, you know, downer type of things. But it actually made me think because one of my favorite things about Halloween was, like I said, going to those neighborhoods in Corona and basically just almost having a night to run around house to house with your friends or family, you know, whoever you're with. Exciting because you're in your costumes, getting candy. And, you know, it's fun when like older people would come to their door and be like, Oh, look at your costumes. And, you know, you'd interact with people and all that stuff was just so cool about Halloween. And now it's just kind of the trunk or treat is becoming very popular. You just go boop, 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 down the line. People kind of decorate their cars, but sometimes it's, you know, a little corny or whatever, and then it's over. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, so we, we still went around our neighborhood and some people were still doing stuff, but even that people are starting to change to, just putting a bowl in there, like, you know, on their front porch and just saying like, take one. So no. you just walk up, grab candy and then Which leave. those never, and it's mean, like I
4: saw it firsthand when I was a kid, those get ransacked. Yeah, very no per good. Person that sees good. No yeah. good.
3: So yeah, what, what do you guys think? Like is, so Jared, you're kind of the generation Trunk or Treat was coming around. Is Trunk or Treat like ruining it? Ted, you, you wow. know, you were old school. You were going house to house. Like, what, yeah. what do you think about that?
4: I will never participate in a trunk or treat. event. those <laughs> sound horrible. It, what? And, and even like if you're one of the lame people, like I would, I, you would have you would see kids nowadays with parents. I don't know if it's probably the parents' fault where they're like driving from house to house. Yeah. Kid runs out, runs back into the car. They drive five feet forward, runs back out, runs back into the car. I hate it. Yeah. The whole trick or treat thing is is that ringing on the doorbell, opening yeah. it up. That's the whole. That's what the, That's what. The, that's what it is. Yeah. Just, going around for 20 minutes and getting the same amount of candy from a few different people standing outside their car it sucks yeah. i hate the rebounds i know it's yep. a lot of times it's like churches and things but right. it's just it's not i don't get it
1: yeah i have noticed that churches have
4: done it where it's
1: not even on halloween you know halloween night which i'm okay with that but i think the overall knocking on neighbors and doing the trick-or-treat thing though i have noticed this year for some reason about half of the kids that came up to the door didn't say trick or treat. I mean, you go, <laughs> what are they on, that's say? old school. They're just they ringing just, the doorbell? They just ring what? the doorbell, you know, and I don't know. That's, that's kind of lame, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm old school with it. I'm right with Matt because when I was a kid, you know, I grew up across from the football field. I was on that first ward in Corona and it was, it was just mad scramble house to house, to house, to house, yeah. you know, just fill up that bag of candy and then, dump it on the floor when you got home and trade it with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Hey, I want that. You can have this, you know, yeah.
3: that's what made it fun. Yeah.
4: yeah. I, Ted, I will say, I saw we did. We, we posted the picture of our different throwback Halloween costumes. <laughs> Yours. I it was like something out of a Michael Myers movie. It was, <laughs> what was that? JFK? That looked like the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I gotta be
3: honest. B- before you said when you, you texted it to me and you said uh-huh. JFK, I had to like zoom in and be like, <laughs> what the heck is he talking about that? And then I, like, I saw the mask and I was like, okay. Right. Cause I thought the same thing. I was I was like, is this zombie JFK? Is this like something creepy? <laughs>
1: no, it was JFK all the way. Even had this, you know, the, the suit kind <laughs> of yeah. pull over
4: suit. So did you get clowned for that costume or was that just an everyday costume back then? No, I,
1: I, you know, no kids got clowned for those type of things. Every, you know, it we had some lame old costumes i will say that it was the it was the old plastics with the uh yeah. the rubber band around the back of your head that you could barely breathe you know you're going from house to house flipping that thing up and then yeah. flipping it back down but yeah. it,
3: which is funny so jfk obviously uh jared and i don't even know what the heck you know what it was like back then he was like larger than life right so to think of a yeah. kid Like, was that, did your parents want you to be JFK or was JFK so cool that you as a kid wanted to be JFK?
1: (laughs) No, no, it was a no choicer. It was from the parents for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were big John F. Kennedy fans. Uh, You know, we were a Kennedy household and yeah, it was devastating because I'm not hundred percent sure. Looking at how tall I was, it might've been 1962 uh, you know, he was assassinated in 63, but it could have been 63. I'll tell you what,
4: you're right. complaining about the trick-or-treaters not saying trick-or-treat. If you showed up <laughs> to my front door wearing that, I would drop the bowl and run inside. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's worse, man. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Well,
1: you know, we got to get into a little bit about the candy. All you know, right. Yep. Top, top three candy choices. Do we want to stagger this. How do we want to do this? <laughs>
3: We'll do it we'll do it uh the snake draft style All right. like like we usually do. I'll start with my number 1. My number 1's easy. Yep. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. It's the I'll my say number there's 1. There's
4: a clear cut 1-1 one, one pick here. So if you don't take it then I think you already lost the draft. So we'll see. Yep.
3: It's my my daughter does not like this candy. So whenever she gets it she's always like, "Daddy, I got you something." Oh. It's anything Reese's peanut butter yeah. cup. The yeah. Reese's pumpkin, just a classic peanut butter cup, whatever. It's Reese's peanut butter cup whatever shape it is that's the clear number one
4: it i mean is. well the pumpkin you can't but you really can't beat the pumpkin shape i mean or football i mean yeah i can't say i've ever really had the football variety but they look great you yep. uh um, going second you're gonna go yeah i mean yeah geez you put me in second i think the second pick is the worst pick to be in this draft for what it's worth but i'll <laughs> throw it out there anyway um i mean number one it's got to be it's it's a lame I think chocolate is the weaker division, but I'm gonna have to go with what my number one in my heart is. That's Skittles. Can't be oh, Skittles. Classic. I mean, it was it was a bad candy, especially to have on Halloween night. You wake up even as a little kid, heart Heartburn uh <laughs> after eating a few bags of those. But they were good, man. The, the little, and the thing is with Skittles, I always liked them for how the many Skittles you did you eat? <laughs> well think I mean, you eat a whole bag of <laughs> I mean a lot, really. I, I don't know. I, more than one bag's worth, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you think about the reason I like Skittles as a Halloween pick is because you think about when you're handing out the candy. All the other, it's like one little miniature bite of Hershey's or Reese's. Right. Skittles, you actually got, you know, whatever, 15 pieces in there. Yeah. So okay. I always love having those because it's worth a little bit more bang for your buck in the fun size variety. So Skittles, my number one pick.
1: Not bad. I've come around on Skittles too for a while there. I, w- I didn't really care for them, but I've grown uh I've grown a taste for them. So that's a good, good solid selection. <laughs> back to uh, back, Ted. Okay. Back to back. I'll make it fairly quick. Uh, Reese is obviously gone. So I'm going to go, uh, kind of a similar vein butterfinger you know i got some chocolate you what? got some got wow. some peanut butter that's nugget. a bad, pick. bad wow. pick i love you could have that in round three you could that's have like it picking a kicker
3: in round one
1: well i get two <laughs> picks in a row by the way so butter <laughs> butterfinger and then i'm gonna just go with kit kat you know if you want to yeah. eat a whole kit kat bar you can you want to break off a piece and share nothing like it it's got that yeah. good crunchy value
4: to it that's good that's a good one yeah. Um, so this that is a bit of a here. clarification: is with Matt taking Reese's, are all type of Reese's off the board, or can I select a different board. type?
3: Off the okay, board. That's
4: fair. All Reese's. Um, so <laughs> I'll go with my second pick. I will go <laughs> peanut M Ms. Uh, oh, specifically would be M&Ms, peanut. Off the board, Ted. Peanut yeah. M Ms is the best. I, I, I here's the thing: this is maybe cheating because I didn't. They weren't my favorite thing when I was a kid, but I mean. If I was going trick-or-treating tomorrow, that's what I would be hunting down, maybe more than even Skittles. So, okay. I mean, peanut M&Ms, you can't beat them. Underrated candy when you're a kid, but you get to you grow to appreciate them more and more as you get older. They're the number one candy, in my opinion, right now in my life.
3: Classic. Yeah. I mean, I would lean peanut butter M&Ms Ooh. if I was picking M&Ms just because of the same Reese's thing, but right. you can't go wrong with peanut either. So, if I'm going back-to-back to, back to finish off my three, so Reese is obviously number one, I would have went Kit Kat, but you took that. So my next one would be Three Musketeer. I've just, I've always loved Three Musketeer. I'm not a big yeah, Snickers fan. I don't know, fan. man.
4: That may be up there with Butterfinger.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not a big Snickers fan. I don't like the the peanuts and everything else in there. And then Milky Way just seems like the the odd brother, you know, left out or whatever. So Three Musketeer. It's pretty and then my, solid. my third one, it's, it's something sour whether it's Sour Skittles, sour, but I would lean Sour Patch Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids. I like sour stuff. So that's mm-hmm. my three. Reese's, Three Musketeer, Sour Patch Kids.
4: I mean, here's the thing that sucks is I think I think your other two picks weren't the greatest, but just having the pumpkin Reese's, I, it's, you probably won the draft. So draft. Very smart snagging that first first overall yeah. uh, selection. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with my last pick. I don't love this pick, but... <sighs> I'm kind of drawing a blank on some of my favorites right now, but I'll go with it. I don't hate it. Twix, they're great. I feel like it's a candy. I'll never go to the grocery store and buy or to the gas station. But if you find them in your sack on Halloween, it's not one of them that you're trading away. That's for yep. sure. So so Twix, that's my kind of final a, third pick.
1: Kind of a poor man's Kit Kat,
4: isn't it?
3: A little bit of
1: caramel. I'd argue it's better. It's There's more to it.
4: Caramel, Yeah, crunch, true. Kit Kats were my favorite kid when I was a kid, but yeah. as I've gotten smarter, older, more wise, <laughs> they're no longer up at the top of that <laughs> list.
1: Your general manager of candy bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Snickers was almost going to be my pick, but I'm going to just flash back to when I was a kid and I still like this this candy bar. It's uh, Payday. I just like my Payday. Wow. You know,
3: Payday. I don't think I've ever had a payday in my life.
4: <laughs> Every one of your picks, Matt, is is slapped. I'm appreciating it. I'm loving it. I'm like on the outside looking in for once. <laughs> payday. <laughs> I love what, payday.
3: What's payday? Is it with peanuts or what? I don't even know what is in a payday. Yeah, it's peanuts, caramel
1: nugget. Uh, Carmel it's, it's nugget. good energy thing. Okay. Yeah, I keep, I keep paydays in the in the glove box of my car just in nice. case I have to have something.
4: You're like Paul Blart, man. Like you need like a sugar rush. Like absolutely. It's a little <laughs> blast of my...
3: sugar. A little protein,
1: exactly.
4: Okay. Don't make fun of my payday. We yeah. all have our picks. I think it's, it's 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 glaring to know that your energy booster, when some maybe go for like a fruit or a vegetable, yours is payday bar. That's telling.
3: <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Yeah,
4: I don't know this this hair is going to make me sneeze here in a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So well, another good another good uh, Halloween in the books, boys. I mean, Jared, you were talked about. Uh, you went to a party the
3: other night. We want to wrap
1: this segment up. To fill us in a little bit on that and yeah, how you it, felt the next day.
3: Ted Ted's Not just looking bad. for Ted's looking for inside stories here about <laughs> company party, company holiday. Yeah. Oh, it was party. a good
4: time. It was a, it was a, good, it was a good time. I my, I would say my, 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 my costume was a big hit. Um, okay. what you, yeah, I mean it's it's topical, man. It's I think that the kind of the most topical costumes I've been seeing that I'm like, that's a good idea. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That Gambian was good. that as a couple's costume. Yeah. stallions in this state. I, I mean, people were throwing random people were throwing comments at me. I got a few cheaters as I was walking around the bar. Um, so no, it was a good time. I, I felt, I felt pretty good yesterday. Uh, honestly, it was kind of one of those, these are the most glorious days you can have. You drink a lot, you wake up, you kind of look around. Like I am not hung over what is going on. <laughs> so you've got kind of, to, you only get a few of those in your lifetime. So it, it yep. was off.
1: Well, good deal. But I, I don't, don't you think, I mean, that's a solid, solid, uh, costume, but man, you see it all over the internet. It's all over Twitter. People
4: is are it? wearing it. I don't those. know if it, it, I don't know if it was when I, when I came up with it, I was like, you know what? That's a brilliant idea. Wow.
1: Came I've up seen, with it,
4: man. It's topical. I, mean, I've I will give few, you that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Mean, I, I already had half a costume. <laughs> and it, that, that's the
3: best part about it. All you need is the name tag, some.
1: Name binoculars tag. Bottle of binoculars.
4: binoculars. Yep. All
1: right, well let's uh, let's keep this thing cruising along. Let's have uh, our prep spotlight presented by Jacob's Insurance Agency coming up next.
4: Check out the Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center in the now building on the campus of Memorial Healthcare. Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, a sauna, a lap pool and more, including a raised track or walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Personally, I love it, man. Sunday, Saturday morning, get in there, get a good workout in, hit the sauna up, and I also do the student room, so it's a perfect spot. I mean, I think it's only $12 for a day pass, but if, for those of you who are looking to join for a winter membership, it's up to 15% off for your membership when it's paid in full. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at www.memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273
3: you've climbed the dune you've sung the song and the records fell like the leaves during autumn in Michigan the time to finish your story and carry the HIT tradition into the record books is now one heartbeat savvy smarts and toughness like no one's business is the same blood that pumps through all Cavaliers from the 2002 team and Cavs everywhere we wish the 23 Cavaliers the best as they hit their way through the MHSAA playoff season best of luck boys we're all proud of you
1: all right, guys, we'll jump right into it. Uh, you know, we'll start right with the Corona Cavaliers 45 to 7 over Flint Hammity. Both teams came into the game unbeaten. Corona leaves 10 and 0. Jaden Eddington was a man on a mission, 151 yards, a couple touchdowns, 24 carries. It's one of the rare games this year. Wyatt Bauer got off to a pretty slow start. You know, Hammity was really concentrating on shutting him and Tarek down early on. So uh, Eddington took care of business from there. Wyatt did hit his first two passes. Ironically enough, they were t- TD passes to his twin brother. And, you know, they started rolling at that point. And then I think they just basically wore down Hamity. You know, they had yeah. two or three decent players. I mean, good players, but to uh, wore them down at home. And, and again, a nice victory to move into another battle of unbeatens with uh, Pontiac Notre Dame coming up next.
3: It seems like from, from listening to it, that kind of like what you said, maybe, maybe Wyatt and the team in general got out to a little bit of a slow start Yep, and not necessarily that Hamity surprised them, but they kind of jumped on them from the start. Yeah. I mean, they went up seven Oh, right. And Corona was maybe scuffling a little bit. And from the call anyway, listening, it was almost sounding like, Oh, how is this game going to go? And then next thing you know, 45 to seven. Yeah.
4: But, I think they just, it, Sometimes it happens, man. I think they maybe got a little too cute with it. That was actually the first game I've I've watched.
1: Oh, you were year. there.
4: I watched parts of Goodrich, um, but I watched. And this is the first game I've watched every second. At first, I'll say this: after seeing this team start to finish, I mean, it's surprising a lot of these guys who have kind of really come into their own. Is I mean, I saw a lot of these guys as little tykes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they got a, a few, a lot of really tough football players on the team. Really good linebacking core. Like you mentioned, Eddington, I mean runs like a man possessed. You gotta love watching him play. Perfect little thunder and lightning duo, him with Wyatt. And here's what I'll say about I mean Wyatt is it's electric to watch him play, man. He could take it to the house at any point. And the way I look at it, from what I saw, they're a lot better than what I had originally thought. With him leading the way, I really I can say this because I'm not a part of the program. I really don't think they're gonna be touched until Ford Field. Mm. I really think that I don't I'm not worried about Friday. Yeah. If this is Michigan versus Ohio State, that's kind of how I view it. It's like I, I think Corona should win this game probably by two scores. I know Notre, Notre Dame prep's a good team, but mm-hmm. they don't have a Division one or arguably Division one quarterback on their team. I know he's a good player, but it's just not the same level. So I, the way I'm looking at him, man, I think Corona's really looking solid heading into this weekend. How do you feel, Ted, after seeing it?
1: Well, I mean, it was a little bit. I got a little nervous. I got to be honest in that first quarter, you know, both teams were playing solid defense. They weren't really moving the ball much, but uh, I agree with you. This team has so many weapons that uh, it's going to take a special team or a special night with maybe some right. bad <laughs> weather, you know, bad right. weather possibly could be a factor. You got yeah. to hold onto the ball. As you saw in that game, you know, Corona has a tendency, which I'm not going to say stop because, they have a chip on their shoulder and there's a couple right. players that really do, which is all right. Cause that fires them up. That's how they operate. Just got to be very careful in these situations right. to not get kicked out of a game. You know, not only are you kicked out for that game, but then you got a penalty in the next game if you happen to win. So uh, they got to watch that a little bit, but uh, I, know. I, I think coach Eric, he wants them to have that edge, you know, I mean, they're, they're confident and they know that if they're tested, just go about their business and they got enough talented players to pick up the
3: W. I know you guys were mentioning that on the broadcast quite a bit about mm-hmm. when, when the game was clearly in hand and it was getting yeah. a little chippy. You guys were mentioning a few times, like, keep your cool, guys. You do not want to get a dumb penalty, first of all, and then maybe be kicked out of the next game. And right. sometimes, you know, it's tough to do that when you're in the moment, the heat of the moment. It is you know, you're getting shoved a little bit or something like that. But, but yeah, kind of to both of your guys' point and we've talked about it. I've talked to friends, you know, about it. It seems like maybe like what you said, Jared, maybe until they get to Ford Field against one of those Grand Rapids teams, anytime Corona steps on the field right now, they have the two best athletes on the field. And maybe you could even maybe add Jaden in there and say third, but right. definitely the Bauer twins, you know, at least right now, when you, when you talk about just overall athletes, the speeds track state champions and how good they are on the football field. Like you said, Jared, arguably a D one quarterback, you know, Um I don't know if anyone can for four quarters no. match it. up with what they have. And like you said, if, if a team does somewhat stop the pass, they can run with Wyatt. They can run with Jaden, and even Parker Isham, Right, is a pretty good yeah. you know. If you want to say third string or you know second third string running back. So, and if they're shutting down the run, then they can go full air it out and just bomb the ball all over the place. So, they're they're um they're as complete a team as as there is. You know, great kicker too. So yeah. you mentioned the defense, Jared. You know, I was talking to some friends too. You brought up Coach Herrick, and it's something that in, in you know. It's not to keep bringing back 2002 or whatever, but it's crazy to see the parallels and how similar Mm -hmm. this district is to ours back then. Yeah. Of course, with Coach Herrick was our coach. You know, we were we were 10 and 0 going into that district title game against a a team in Grand Rapids South Christian that was supposed to be as good or, you know, kind of like similar
4: title. So they were they were.
3: Right. Well, like at the time, you know, you didn't know that they were going to, but, you know, kind of like Notre Dame prep is kind of what I'm saying. You know, two clash of two of the better teams in the district. The team that beat us went on to win the state title, like you said, Jared. And it kind of feels like that's what this game is setting up to be. That, you know, whoever wins this game has a pretty good path to get to Ford Field. You never know what's going to happen, but it's something that, you know, Yeah, I'd be curious to ask Coach Herrick again, maybe what he's learned since then, Mm -hmm. you know, to take that loss, our loss in 2002 and say, like, have you learned anything from that? Like, do you look back on that and maybe think of some things you would have done differently that you're taking into this game? I would just be maybe that's more a personal thing. But, you know, (laughs) I I would be curious to ask him, like, hey, 20 years ago, you were in basically the exact same situation and we lost. You know, what What would you change or what are you doing to prepare for this game? It's just cool. It, it's really yeah. cool to see Corona in this position.
1: That, that'd that be a fair question to ask, but just from my viewpoint and what how I've watched him on the sidelines and, you know, I did some games early in the season down on the field just watching him operate, you can see that obviously with the years of experience, maybe not years of experience as head coach, but being in the program all these years after that first run when he coached you, Matt, you can see that there's a calmness, there's a confidence, and it just goes right down to the rest of the team. You don't want a coach that's going to be a screamer or right. you know nervous out there, and he seems to have good control of this team. and And again, heads up or a, a, a salute to Steve Herrick's Done a heck of a job this year so far.
2: Yeah,
3: it's impressive. And this game, I mean, talking to some friends again about this game Friday night in Corona mm-hmm. at at the Nick, ten and O versus ten and O. There's a good amount of guys from the 2002 team that haven't been back to Corona very often since we graduated that are right. going to Corona for this game. That's how big it is. It's big. Um, some, some friends that live in the area said at like five o'clock, people were already starting to line up and they were like, we're going to get to, we're going to go to the stadium at four five o'clock to make yeah. sure that we get our spots. And it's just super cool to see. I was going to lay out a little tail of the tape real quick. <laughs> For people that, that right. maybe don't know some of the some of the stats, I, I looked some up. So, tail of the tape, Karana versus Notre Dame Prep. Point differential is actually pretty similar. Karana, 452 points scored to 59 given up. Ted, you can maybe fact check me on that one. Notre Dame Prep, 429 scored on offense, only 82 given up. So, point differential for both teams, pretty similar. Yep. The quarterback battle, though, that we've talked about, that's I, honestly... You can make an argument. This this might be one of the the biggest quarterback matchups in the state. Ted, you said you think the winner is going to be first-team All-State. Very possible. Wyatt Bauer completing 72% of his passes, 1,900 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, only three picks. It's just insane. Oh, and then throwing 845 yards rushing and 15 (laughs) rushing touchdowns.
4: And over there well, he hasn't technically hasn't been sacked, but it was a rough mess up on Friday night. So in my book, he's been sacked one time. But that may be his most impressive stat of the year, really. Yeah. I don't know how that's possible. I really don't.
3: Yeah, one one time to not have a blitzer come in and and bring you down. Is yeah, just like crazy. how does
4: that? Honestly, that's like it's like it doesn't even make sense, really. But right. you can keep going.
3: Yep, over there. So for Notre Dame prep again, their quarterback Jacob Tuttle. I mean, he's just as much of a stud as Wyatt is. Eighty three percent completion percentage. 1,300 yards passing, so a little less, 26 touchdowns. Mm. The crazy stat is he has more touchdown passes than he has in completions this yeah. season. And he also has eight rushing touchdowns. So, honestly, it, it seems like it's going to come down to which quarterback shows up, which, which quarterback has, you know, like their best game of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hope whichever one doesn't turn the ball over and, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, obviously, I, I took a couple other noteworthy wins. So, obviously, Corona, Goodrich, Fenton, Hamity, probably their three biggest wins this season. Right. Notre Dame Prep crushed Gladwin, defending mm. state champion D5, who did get put out last week. So, maybe they're they are not up to their state championship level right. this year. They destroyed Detroit Edison 51-0, to zero, who is still in the playoffs right now. And then they, you know, kind of beat Williamston pretty handily last week too. Williamston, a strong program. So, I mean this. This is as even as it comes. Like Jared, you kind of said Michigan, Ohio State. It, it feels like it's something like that for Corona and Notre Dame prep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, go ahead. I was just going to say I think it's coming down to the defense, and I think this yeah. is where Corona. You know, they get pub for their defense, but they are very strong defensively. You know, that up front, the front uh, five, the linebackers, and you know anybody that throws a pass up anywhere near Wyatt or Tarek, they're going to be in trouble. So yeah. I, I think the defense... I,
4: I did like your guys' commentary where Hamity, I mean, a solid squad, not perfect. Right. I will say they're the only team I've ever seen run eye formation out of the shotgun. That was, that was something. different, but they like, they were running the ball, run the ball. they one like play action pass. They were, they were setting up all game. They run it right to Tarek. It's, it's yeah. just an easy pick. And you guys were right on. it. It's like, I, uh, maybe I would have tested the other side, maybe instead, <laughs> of, instead of him, but so be it. So yeah, that was a, yeah. So it's really exciting, man. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to, I'm. Knock on wood. I'm 99% sure I'm going to be there in attendance.
1: Nice. Good deal. Well, we'll see you there. Uh before we wrap up this segment, it's not just all coron. I mean, Chesanine, nine and one now, 31 to 12 over Stanton Central Montcalm. Indians won their ninth straight game after losing the opener against Bath. Braden Florian, man, he's putting up all state type of numbers in his running back position. 233 yards, a couple more touchdowns, and uh Indians are you know, a cool you, think,
2: story, man. Yeah, you think
1: back to 2001 when they won the state championship, their second state championship, lost their first game of the year to Millington. They're one of their rivals at that time. And they ran the table from that point on. And this this Chessonine team, you know, we've said a few things about New Lothar flying under the radar. But this Chessonine Indian team, maybe not under the radar. I think they were ranked fourth or fifth in their division. But uh, they they've done a heck of a job for Matt Walter over there.
4: And you know that, I mean, is, are they going to be they're going to be hosting the game this weekend, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I believe so. Yeah. Got a lot yep. of really best maybe the best weekend in Mid Michigan Shiawassee County sports, Ted, that you've had. Yeah. As a as a as a broadcaster, right? I and mean, it's got to be up there.
1: Very very well could be because we didn't even talk about it. New Lothrop is yeah. hosting
3: Ithaca. Yep. Right. <laughs> Which is insane because Ithaca right now is undefeated. Right. So obviously, the whole point situation and all that kind of stuff plays out. But, right, New Lothrop host, hosting Ithaca. I looked up Ithaca right now. So, New Lothrop's only loss this year is to Chessonane, who you were just talking about.
1: Right, and they were an interception at the goal line away from winning yeah. that game, too.
3: Right. So a heck of a game there. That's New Lothar. We we talked about New Lothar flying under the radar a little bit, maybe not yeah. being talked about as much. So this is going to be a battle. Ithaca right now, I did a little, I was doing some math at work today. I had a little, little time to kill. Ithaca's point differential right now, 474 points scored to only 73 given up. Hmm. Ithaca is just a powerhouse program, man. That's going to be. That's a heck of a game right there. And
4: and it's weird to see those teams both in D8. I mean, I I would say that's the D8 championship. I mean, I know there's some other good teams on the other side, like I think Obley and Centerville, those type of schools. But, I mean, Clint Galvis and New Lothrop versus Ithaca, like you said, powerhouse program for as long as I've been alive. I mean, it's just what a fun matchup that is. It really is.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about it. I mean, you know, the Corona District, District of Death. But there was about three (sighs) districts of death. And that one there, you know, Ithaca beat Fowler by one to get to this game.
3: Well, yeah, and, I mean, it, that was even a last second or towards the end of the game anyway. It took a crazy comeback for Ithaca, right, to yeah. to pull that off. So, I mean, that's an awesome game. And then I know you, you were kind of probably getting to it. Ovid Elsie is also still alive, and they're playing Lansing Catholic Central. Um, I'm pretty sure Ovid Elsie is hosting that game also. Yep. So that, you're, you're talking about games in mid-Michigan. You got Ovid Elsie, Chessanine, New Lothrop, all hosting playoff games. That's pretty cool.
4: And isn't Lansing Catholic, like – four and six yeah they were three and i six would love to know in. that school's record against shawassi county schools it might be 800 to zero <laughs> they win every year they're three and six we saw it last year against duran they stumbled yep. into playoffs upset duran i know i mean they're doing it looks like they're doing the same thing this year and they got another shawassi county opponent up next Trey stoke our guy
1: yeah 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 he had a hand in each touchdown in their in their there win you know. you know you knew he did you knew he did Absolutely. And you talk about LCC or Lansing Catholic. I mean, yeah, they beat Duran and Ovid LC last year to win the district and they're in position to possibly do it again, coming into the playoffs with a, with a kind of a poor record, but it yeah. just shows you the kind of competition they play.
3: I mean, how, how cool would it be if all four of those teams won? Oh, Corona, and New, New Lothrop, OE and Chessonane all win districts on the same night. I'll tell you one thing if the, the castle station, the castle wouldn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the radio station phone lines will be lit
3: up.
4: I know that for sure. <laughs> what I mean is there a world could you guys split the booth up? Send I don't know but no no you you guys all want to be at Karana, So I'm not even going to put that in the universe. You guys yeah. want to be at the Corona game. That'd be kind of tough to
1: do. There was a time in the past where we would have Joe Smith at another stadium, and he'd be calling in reports. And then, depending on if the game got over before the other one, he would actually do play-by-play at the end of the game to bring everybody up to speed. We did that quite a bit in the uh, back
4: in the heyday of in the, the gold, I would say the golden era, yeah, when The, the garden go- was Eden. It was the golden era.
1: Uh, Perry, we talked about them taking on PW. We knew it was probably going to be a loss, but I think they, I think they represented pretty well for a first-time uh, playoff appearance. You know, PW got them forty-seven to nine, but uh, hey, nothing to be ashamed of. That was nice to kind of set the stage over there for their coach bot.
3: Yeah, I was, you know, texting family and you know my my family members who were up there watching that game. And first of all, one of the comments that my parents made was how just so nice that community and the drive up there is. They were just commenting on yep. the farmland and just how oh, nice yeah. the, the town, the houses, the school, obviously the, the football facility, they were just commenting on right. how nice that is. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, didn't, didn't go how Perry wanted, but um, still an awesome experience for those kids.
1: Just down the road, the Morris Orioles lost a tough one to Deckerville. Probably the home field advantage. The difference in that one, 46 to forty. So the O's finished seven and three for Kendall Crockett. But man, he's developed quite a eight-man program over
4: there in Morris for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, state championship a couple of years ago. Yeah, not bad.
4: And that's, that's one of those schools. I mean, a lot of people kind of you know bitch about eight-man. I look at Morris, and you remember what they were. You know, when I was in school, and it's like they would go zero and nine, zero and nine. Right. They'd be. Get forfeiting games basically at halftime against the dual throw-up. Then they go to Eight Man and it's like they're a power in Eight Man, which is kind of cool to see. So it just shows that I mean Eight Man, yeah, it's not quite Eleven Man, but still pretty damn good football. It is good football, and it's good for a lot of those schools too.
1: Absolutely, you know, I've had a chance to broadcast some of the Eight Man game, and it's really you don't really see much difference other than a little narrower field, you know. And but it's a wide open type of game, and uh, again, Morris has figured it out. And finally, locally, we had Langsburg losing by two to bass sixteen to fourteen, and a battle of a couple of CMAX schools so the Wolfpack finished four and six on the season but uh, they really have a decent program going also one final thing here in cross country Owasso girls finished third in the D2 regionals at DeWitt high school they qualified for the state finals at MIS and the Langsburg girls also qualified in D3 well let's move on from the prep spotlight and let's go right into the meat and potatoes of uh sports potpourri and we might even just talk a little bit about jim harbaugh right after this
3: jacobs insurance agency has served shiawassee county and the surrounding areas since 1977 just like three-point podcasts we've had three generations gary jacobs senior gary jacobs ii brian jacobs and myself noah jacobs serving our community with offices in waterford and Owasso on m21 just west of home depot Stop in or go online to jacobsinsurance.com to get a quote or get your questions answered by our team. Jacobs Insurance is a proud supporter of our local schools and the proud sponsor of the Prep Spotlight. Ensure everything local, independent, and trusted. It's our family working together to protect yours. That's the Jacobs way.
5: Are you ready to take your brand to the next level? Look no further. Introducing AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ, we're committed to helping businesses and organizations like yours reach new heights. Our full-service print and digital branding agency is your one-stop destination for all things branding. Need a stunning web or graphic design that captures your essence? We've got you covered. Want captivating social media content that engages your audience? Done. And that's not all. We're experts in video production and photography, ensuring your brand tells a compelling visual story. Plus, we specialize in screen printing and embroidery, turning your brand into wearable art that speaks volumes. Whether you're a startup or an established business, AZ is here to transform your brand dreams into reality. Ready to grow with us? Partner with AZ today and experience the difference. Visit our website at www.az.co or give us a call at 1-844-360-AZEE. AZ Branding Solutions, where your success begins.
1: Okay, guys. I mean, I don't know. By the time this podcast drops, Harbaugh might have a new contract. Who knows, right? Yeah. 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 I I mean, I,
3: I I saw, sorry, Jared, I I saw that the president Santa Ono of university of Michigan, just 20 minutes before we started recording or something, tweeted out a picture with him, the president and Jim Harbaugh and the whole football team in the practice facility. And he had, you know, some sort of quote that said basically like something about supporting the team and something clearly talking about in support of Jim Harbaugh and it's almost like I don't even know where to start with this. We got Jared over there in a Connor Stallions
4: <laughs> Halloween costume. and I got a whole rundown. There's a lot of things that have happened in the last week that I think we need to touch on just about all of it. Let's do it's it. Just,
3: it's insane. Jared, you got the rundown, but I'll, so I'll just say quick, it's so crazy how this is spun into – Honestly, this, this could Ted, sometimes you, when we talk about stuff, you say, man, this would take make make a great 30 for 30. I right. feel like this might be a 30 for 30 in 10 years or something because it literally was every night that Jared probably has the rundown of. Every night for a week, mm-hmm. around 6:00, 5:30, 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6, 7 o'clock at night, boom, another article would drop with some other insane allegation. And the one thing that I'm just going to keep saying, you know, we don't know. Exactly what was going on, you know, the facts, the actual stuff that was going on. We know some signs are being stole, stolen. Connor Stallions, Jared over there was up to something, but the actual, you know, how far it was going, we don't know. It's all allegations and stuff right now. So it's crazy to me how many media outlets have just been running with this stuff as if Michigan's cheaters, Jim Harbaugh's cheaters, as if this is all fact. It's all still being investigated, and to me. If the president of U of M and the athletic department are trying to move forward with an extension for him, that goes, that tells me that they don't think that the hammer's coming down on Michigan, but you no, know, I guess it doesn't. We'll, we'll see.
4: The news of today makes you feel a lot better. I'll be honest. I, here's what, and like you said, Matt's like every day, it's something new every day. You don't know what, what to even talk about. It's like every day, my opinion on this changes is Harbaugh going to get fired. Or is he going to get? The, is he gonna become like the highest paid coach in college football? Every day I change my opinion on it. It seems like um, I, it, here's where I'm at with the whole thing, and we've talked about it the last two weeks. But it's it, it is. What, I'll just restate what I think. Did they, you know, quote unquote, cheat? By the book? Yes. Was it a little bit overboard? Yes. Here's what I've also realized. All these coaches knew this was going on. You know, whatever. Uh, Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, basically saying, "Yeah, we figured something like that was going on." Uh, obviously it sucks or so whatever he ended up saying. A lot of these coaches coming out and talking about it, Deion Sanders, uh, Matt Rule, It's like it, it almost makes me think like, okay, they're doing something pretty similar. Now, I mean, the latest thing is like there's these quote-unquote pictures of Connor Stallions on CMU sidelines. I mean, what the hell is going on? If that is true, and, and if that is true, and if this whole they're feeding these signals uh, uh, to South Carolina to beat Clemson and Tennessee, if that is true, I think I'm out on it. I'm like, what were you guys doing? Flat out, what were you guys doing? The fact that they were helping other schools to try to keep other schools out of the college football playoff, that's where I draw the line. I think what they're doing, it's really not a big deal. I mean, notice what happened in the TCU game. TCU, it's almost like you can use it to your advantage. TCU finds out, oh, they're sealing sealing our signs. We're going to make dummy signs. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know it? Look at what happened on the field. Or you can do that, and I tweeted this out, or you can do what Michigan State did. Act like the whole world ended. You you almost <laughs> right. shouldn't even play the game. You're so scared. You're running in plays like 1950s, uh, wing T style, Ted's era. I mean, w- what are we talking about? <laughs> this is gamesmanship. And, and it's crazy seeing how things get, and it's funny how the media has never been like, I and mean, we're media people. Uh, it's, it's bullshit what's out there. Right. Every day is a new lie. It just got basically ousted that this whole Connor Stallion CMU sideline thing isn't true. You look at his beard, from the two different days and it's like he's got like a five o'clock shadow a day later when he had a whole it's like everything unless he's the smartest guy in the world with these disguises master of disguise right i mean it's just it's flat out bullshit then you have the news of the of the harbaugh's contract being revoked total bullshit it's like I've been duped like five different times. I don't know what to believe. I really don't. You have the news of Ryan Day's brother investigating Michigan, which I think is kind of hilarious. <laughs> right. If he, if he's allowed, why not? If it's if he's allowed to private investigate him, do it. I think it's hilarious. Fourth and in one investigations was the name of the cop <laughs> right. Everything about this is great. As I said when we were pre-recording, you laugh instead of crying. It's clearly they're making a mountain of, out of a mohole. Mole Hill. Yes, Michigan did so- something wrong. In my opinion, I think Jim Harbaugh deserves a suspension of some sort. Whatever. Two games, three games. Honestly, what he got this year seems like the right suspension to me. But judging the fact that that was a cheeseburger, I wouldn't surprise that <laughs> <you> the NCAA <laughs> goes for a lot more than that. But here's the thing, man. I'm feeling good. I'm sitting pretty today. I mean, it looks like Harbaugh's going to be extended. The fact that he's getting that extension makes me think he's here for the long haul. So it is what it is. I mean, it's not great. It kind of, It's kind of a bummer that you have this great team finally a real national championship contender. And no matter what, it's going to be pissed on. So it just kind of sucks, dude, really, if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue that, but I do agree with one thing. I think they finally came together, the university I'm talking about, and it appears that they're going to sign him and just deal with whatever penalty they get, you know, fight it or whatever. But, you know, if if he's suspended for a year, so what? He's still going to be their coach, you know, and uh, I think finally cooler heads have prevailed and it's finally going to get rid of these stupid signs that these teams do. And they're going to go to a speaker in them helmet. That's what ultimately is going to happen from all this, right?
3: You would think because of everything that's happened with Michigan, of course, Nick Saban came out and said that there needs to be speakers in there. Like you said, Jared, Matt rule, Deion Sanders. Other former players have all said, "Why are we not doing this?" Because they've even I've even heard people say it it like affects quarterbacks' development when they go to the NFL because mm-hmm. then you know they go to the NFL and they've got the speakers and they've got to like relearn how to you know get signals in sure. from the sidelines. Right. So it's just kind of like why? Well, I mean, the rule. Uh, what's crazy is coaches vote on it before every season apparently, and they're all voting exactly. to not have the speakers. So it's kind of funny to hear both sides of that, you know, because people are saying, I think a lot of coaches are not speaking out about Jim Harbaugh or about these speaker things because they're probably doing a lot of the similar stuff that Michigan is doing. So that's why You're they're right. just kind of keeping their mouths shut. The, the thing that it comes down to Jared, you were kind of alluding to it. And, you know, I'm not saying anything that's groundbreaking. I think they, they found some loopholes in the rules I would be very surprised if Michigan, with all the lawyers that they have access to and the smart football people that they are, that if they were going to go to do something like this, they didn't dot their I's, cross their T's and say, let's make sure what we're doing is not literally breaking rules. You know, people say like they bring in the ethics. Well, are are they like pushing the boundaries ethically? Maybe. But if it's within the rules, that's maybe where Michigan is saying, I don't think we're really going to be, caught doing anything because I don't think we're going to be seen as doing anything illegal to the NCAA. Yeah. The, the narrative, like you said, Jared, the, the narrative, if Michigan goes on to win the big 10 and the national title might be cheaters, you know, sign stealers, cheaters, but in the longer run, Oh, well, if if Michigan hangs the banner and has a national championship, I don't really care. I just want to see him win championships, you know? So to me, to me it, it seems like that's more what people are out to do whether it's the media whether it's other fan bases whether it's you know who whoever you know people calling it a smear campaign it seems like that's what people are trying to do anything that happens with Harbaugh and Michigan is going to get blown out of proportion and this clearly has and it seems like that's people's main intent is to devalidate invalidate everything that Harbaugh and Michigan are going to accomplish this year and that that's what kind of makes a shame of it, because this is a hell of a team.
4: What it's done is it's really in IITs, this, I guess, but I'll just reiterate it is it's made me realize. And you were saying that, Matt, it's like painting this like narrative. Well, how stu- like the media? I'm so sick of it, man. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I was deleted Twitter and Facebook. I'm like, yeah, what I'm weird, even, yeah. like if th- this just shows because I'm like, this is a topic I'm actually like pretty educated on. Like and you're seeing it reported on at this national level. Like where you see things like, for example, when it first broke, like the big, big breaking news, uh, Connor Stallions purchased tickets to these games. Like people are like, whoa, oh, they're done. Harbaugh and Michigan are done. What right. new? What news was broke? Obviously, right. how else were they going to go to the game? Uh, I guess apparently maybe a sideline pass, as we saw at CMU. And then you see it more It plays out even today with the CMU thing. Oh, we're going to investigate this. CMU, we're going to investigate this. Was it him or wasn't? You should be able to know that answer in about five minutes. Yep. What like it's just everything about this is so stupid. Then you hear people are just then you see the video go out there a Mecca Abuka touchdown, where people are posting that as like evidence mid game. Michigan (laughs) looking at Ohio State's sideline clearly when Michigan Ohio State's like audible out of the play. Like that's what what else are you supposed to do? That's like just playing football. Yeah. And you and you and you're gonna have your sideline react to what you think they're about to call. That's just football. They did nothing wrong. And people are pointing to that video as like evidence, like damning evidence. Same thing with the pictures of stallions on the sidelines with, with the signals. Yeah, that's his job. That's people. Everybody has that on the sideline on game day. So again, that has nothing to do with what this was the problem. And what the rule breaking was, was scouting opponents uh, you know, basically in person at other games, right. nothing about anything going on on the sideline in current Michigan games. So the pictures of him, the the clipping of it, the people going back and watching these videos. It's like, what are we even doing? Right. So stupid. You know, one coach who had a comment that just irked me. And this is what I've always said. I hate Penn State. James Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny, man. It kind of it was kind of weird how they always seemed to know what was coming. Dude, you look back at that game last year against Penn State. I, I even went back and looked at the box score. Rushed for 420 yards. I don't think we need <laughs> to know your signal to run for 420 <laughs> yards. That's <laughs> right, Corona yeah. football numbers. That's what that is. <laughs> right. So I cannot wait to play them this weekend, man. God, I yeah. can, or is it next weekend? Next, next weekend. Yeah, I mean, this whole scandal's got my whole brain fried. Right. Yeah. I cannot wait to play them next week and run for 400 again. You know they're going to. Harbaugh has, it did not. That did not go unnoticed in Harbaugh's book. Yeah. So I just this whole thing is just funny to me, man. Like, like I said, I'm viewing it as more hilarious. Like, I think state fans and other people like they'll try to get you riled up about it, and I'm like, I don't give a shit whether he's guilty or not. This is national championship bust. None of this scandal affects how I'm going to feel about this season.
1: Yeah. And we know nothing's going to get solved this season anyway. You know, it's going to drag on. And I, I mean, I I think it was Tim Brando. I saw something on Twitter that it's similar to like Kansas and Bill Self, right? I mean, what happened there? He ended up with just a hand slap, but it dragged on for a long time.
3: Yeah, and, and Kansas basically gave him a, a lifetime contract while the right. investigation was ongoing also. Exactly. So, I, Like I've seen some some people again on Twitter talking about like, how is Michigan going to give Jim Harbaugh an extension while this investigation is going on? It's I like, well, it. that, that's just showing Ted. You talked about it last week. That's just Michigan and the athletic department showing their support for their head right. coach.
4: Isn't it just like the NCAA, you know that they're they're in their office whipping papers around. Like That is such a slap in the face that I okay. love it. And again, where's Ward Manuel? I mean, that, we don't need to get right. sidetracked on that thing. Where yeah. is this guy? Right. Why is it? Oh, no, again, coming. Oh, no, you're a great president. I love everything about you, man. Maybe it's time to make a change. If Maybe. you're like, do you not see the problem with you having to step in every goddamn inch and all this shit that's going around with this program? I've heard some rumblings that there might be some inner, like kind of little finger Lord Baelish type. Game of Thrones, Michigan kind of getting imploded from the inside. I don't know. I mean, it it is a little suspicious. Every school does this right when the contract's coming around, right right when all this stuff. We already know Ward Manual doesn't like Harbaugh. I'm I'm throwing something I shouldn't be throwing. This is me going back on the whole media thing. I shouldn't even be throwing this out there, but – I mean, where did this, who, who broke this news? Is it Ohio state? What do you guys
2: think? You well, that's,
3: that's what was weird is that, and and people were saying is, or, is it someone from the inside? People were throwing out this Jim Stapleton guy who now works for like the, the NCAA at some level, but he's a Michigan, former Michigan, you know, um, he uh, student and he worked at Michigan and all that kind of stuff. And he, him and Harbaugh just do not like each other. So they were saying that this, this insider was leaking this information He, he kind of came out and actually not, they John, U. bacon, who is pretty reputable, was one of the first people to say that it's being leaked from the inside. But then you, you mentioned the the investigative firm, Ryan day's brother. Mm -hmm. So like did Brian day in Ohio state hire a private investigator to go and do this? And if so, is that legal? Like, is, how are
1: they? It's kind of
4: brilliant. If that is really how this started was Ryan Day's freaking brother, I, I'm like, you know what? Good for you, man. That was fucking brilliant to right. do
1: that. Don't don't and, you think, though, it had to be an insider of some sort, whether, so. That's what, my whether, it whether it was like a it.
4: fired coach or something? I mean, right. I
1: don't know. It just seems like it has to be a disgruntled former Wolverine or current Wolverine. It's just not working out. I don't know who or what, but it just has that feel to me.
3: Right, because, like you said, Jared, earlier, like – from what we've heard and read coaches have been saying they've, they've known about this for a while. So it's like, were they just waiting for like their case to build before they released it? Or did finally, you know, did they see maybe an insider? Like you're saying, Ted, that Jim Harbaugh was about to get 10 year, 15 year crazy extension. Right. So they were like, Nope, they'll want that to happen. Boom. I'm leaking this sign, stealing stuff. And it's during their bye week So we know Harbaugh is not going to be making any appearances and we know that the media is going to just run with it because mm-hmm. it is the headlines are Jim Harbaugh's a cheater and everyone is going to run with that. And that's the other side of it too. We didn't really talk about everyone is ripping Harbaugh of Michigan and everything for not coming out and making a statement legally. They can't say anything about it because it's an ongoing investigation. So it's like,
4: funny how that goes on, man.
3: It's like, and it's also to an extent, Jared, you're talking about the media and stuff. Uh, I, you don't want to say like fair or, you know, you don't want to say something. It's almost like not fair because the NCAA and the media can basically like drive the narrative and put out all these BS headlines, all these articles. And Michigan can't defend themselves, even at Harbaugh's weekly press conference, because they do play this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, he was basically deflecting it because he can't comment.
4: On I don't want something. him to. And here's the thing: is, is what do we realize in today's day and age? Is the more he comments, he slips up one time with what he says, and then mm-hmm. it's like you're dead. Just right, I love right. it. Deflect everything. It, yep. It's it's hilarious. It's so Harbaugh. The one question you get where he's like, "Do you think the coach is responsible for knowing everything that goes <laughs> goes out of the program?" Uh, I think that question answers itself. it's like i I love when these press conferences are going i love to imagine ted sitting in there with his old um whatever folder used to carry out with the questions written in it asking these guys questions like that one other thing i want to poke a hole in real quick and this is another big thing people are throwing out man look at the timeline the timeline you know notice as soon as stallions Um, get hired, michigan man they've really been dominating mm -hmm. whatever what else happened during that in that exact same timeline urban meyer left urban meyer left Oh, and Michigan also had Aiden Hutchinson, number two pick overall, and David Ojabo on those teams, yep. literally two first-round pass rushers. Like, the team was loaded. Yep. It's like, what are we even talking about? It's just Blake, funny, man. That's my favorite one. If somebody throws out the whole timeline thing, you really don't know what you're talking about.
2: Right.
3: A whole offensive line that's in the NFL. Finally. All coming quarter- back
4: again for another year. Yeah, Right.
3: A quarterback that's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Like, okay, some signed stuff maybe helped a little bit but like you mentioned dion and multiple (laughs) other players have said you could have a whole team's game plan and know all their signs and you still have to go out there and execute you still have to go out there and make plays do
4: i guess like i don't want to like i it is is it an advantage that what they did yes is it quote unquote yes cheating yeah is it worth like acting like they're the houston astros I, i mean no this is a it's a joke It's literally, you got a guy like Connor Stallions who I kind of, I love it, man. I mean, Dave Portnoy made this joke. He's got a standing job with him at Barstool. If he ends up getting fired, I mean, I'll I'll throw the same thing at him, man. Three point podcast. Come on (laughs) on, make it four point podcast. He's a guy, he's given a job. He's going to do it to the very, very best of his abilities. And he just happened to be a lot better at this, this whole rigmarole than anybody else was. And so it's cheating. And it it is, like I said, I, I don't, I think it's worthy of a suspension of some sort, two, three, four games, so be it. But to act like it's like they're going to be given the death penalty, like some people are throwing out, like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, you say cheating. I guess violating the rule as it's written. Maybe if you know it's a, again alleged. But why in the hell do teams have three quarterbacks flashing these cards
4: and all that? Because right. they so
1: know people are stealing their signs or yeah. trying to. That's part of the game. I mean, it's yep.
4: it's that simple. And here's what I love: it's people like, oh, you can't expect a program to learn new signals every week. What if, that's what they do <laughs> in the NFL. Like yep. with a lot of their shit, they're learning. They're redoing all this stuff, all their calls, everything. Right every week. Yeah. I mean, what what do they do in
1: baseball? Guy gets on second base. Catcher and a pitcher mix up the signs. They change yeah. them. I mean, it's just part of these games, and it, it definitely has gotten bro- blown out of proportion.
4: But hey, go blue. That's all I can say.
3: Go blue. It'll <laughs> it'll be nice to just watch them on the field. Let's Amen. watch a game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I
4: love about it, man. I mean, you know, winner might be coming, as they say. Just because who knows what the hell's going to happen? I don't think it will, but just appreciate this team, man, just bludgeoning teams. I love it. And Absolutely. the way they do it, running it right down your throat. Get ready for this Penn State game. It, it's Michigan State time, Stan. I cannot wait for that one. Really can't.
1: Should be fun. Well, you know, we're recording this on Halloween night, Tuesday. Yesterday, Monday was Equinox Day with all four pro leagues playing, including our Detroit Lions. Monday night football. Did you go to your tailgate first of all, Jared? Oh, yeah. And let's start talking about the, uh, the Lions. I mean... Ups and downs in that game, but when it's all said and done, six and two, and heading to the bye.
4: Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I was kind of kicking myself about it. it, it it's tough for me to ramp it up, man. Two days in a row anymore. I mean, <laughs> it really is. It just is. And I and I I had to work today, and it just I couldn't lose another day. I hear you. So, oh no, it's a bummer. I really wish I did. I there's still more tailgates to come. You know, whether this year or whatever. So right. I cannot wait. But. No, I mean here's where it's kind of funny how it's like we had this big time Monday night football win. I everything I've ever dreamed of in my life and probably because of the of the Halloween party festivities, I fell asleep during the game. It was kind of a snoozer, man. It really was. Woke up, also know. Jared Goff started a pick six. <laughs> like that was a shock. Well, what's going on? Pick six the other way. Oh god, here we go. But they yeah, ended up right in the ship, so I woke up at the right time. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean the team's great. I mean, it seems like a lot of today's news kind of has to do with the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you guys staying on that?
3: I mean, I, I would have liked to see him go after a defensive lineman. Everyone was talking about Max Crosby, you know, the, the guy with the Raiders who we saw last night. But Brad Holmes said that he wasn't looking to do any major moves like that. They did go out and get Donovan Peoples-Jones, so, you know, Mich- Michigan fans like that. And he's another, you know, solid depth wide receiver.
1: Number two um, or three.
3: Yeah, I mean. St. Brown seems to get dinged up a little bit, whatever the heck's going on with Jamison Williams. So maybe it's nice to add another receiver, but yeah, Brad Holmes said he wasn't going to do anything major like that and and shake anything up. And so he stuck to his word. Um, I, I was definitely frustrated watching that game last night. I had to be like talked down off a ledge almost. It was just, you know, it, it felt like now looking back, it felt like a type of game like we've been watching Michigan for the last few years where Harbaugh knows if they just don't lose the game, if they don't give up a bunch of points that they're, they're going to win, you know, like the yeah. defense is so good. It's just like, let's just get down, kick a field goal. If we have to don't turn it over, the defense is going to dominate and we'll get the win. That feels like what the game was last night. Cause the, the Raiders weren't doing anything on offense. They only had one drive that was actually good and resulted in a touchdown. The problem was if you play like that, you can't turn it over The Lions were turning it over, a couple fumbles, and then, like you said, the the pick six, which made it a lot closer than it probably should have been, because they Mm -hmm. just absolutely dominated the Raiders in the box score. So, uh, all in all, like you said, Ted, how you set it up, six and two going into the bye week.
4: Second best record in the NFL.
3: Second best record in the NFL. Right. We've kind of talked about it before that. Their schedule is quite a bit easier after the bye. I mean, they got the Chiefs, Seahawks, Ravens out of the way, Buccaneers. Um, So at Lambeau, at Green Bay, out of the way. They got a win there. So they got a lot of their tougher games out of the way. Um, they're they're, They're set up perfectly.
1: And they have the time now to finally get healthy. You know, this right. team has been decimated, really, and they right. still figured out a way to be 6-2, and two, you know? I mean, everybody's stepping up when they need to. How about yeah. Gibbs? I mean, yeah, the kid, the kid, I think now, and they were talking about it, and by the way, I think the Monday night crew, I think ESPN, I don't know what they signed Aikman and Buck for. I don't know where they stack up against the other networks, but they're the best. They're the best, too, I think, yeah. out there calling NFL games. What do you guys think?
3: I agree. I mean, I do head. still like Nance and Romo. I feel like Nance is starting to lose his fastball a little bit, yeah. but I do still like them. No, Buck and Aikman are the best. They signed him to Buku dollars. I yeah. mean, they're, they're with the
4: ESPN for a while in the presentation. <laughs> I mean, Matt, you're a company guy, but I mean, it really, it blows Sunday night football out yep. of the water. Yeah. <laughs> it blows Thursday night football out of the water. We don't need Thursday night football is not even up there for debate. It's they, they do it right. Whether they got Manning cast or not, it's you feel big time. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what was just sort of ironic about me falling asleep uh, <laughs> was that it. I don't, what I'm just like, I become a spoiled band with everything going on in this fall, man. Corona, Lions, Michigan. It's like, I, I, just another win. Who gives just a Just another shit? win. <laughs> um, side,
3: side note question with the Monday Night Football. Um, you know, we like to talk about music and TV production stuff right. and all that. I'm curious what you guys think of the new Monday Night Open with Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg, how they remade In the Air tonight. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but I'm very curious what you guys think. It's a very different Chris Stapleton, Snoop Dogg in the air tonight. You know, they they cut in the video for the game right. of that that night. I'm curious what I you guys think.
4: I, I, I mean, it, they went for it, which I appreciate. I always right. appreciate that. I don't hate it. I mean, it's good. It's a good song to pick. Chris Stapleton. I love him. Snoop Dogg. That's probably why they picked him because everybody loves Snoop Dogg. So no, I mean I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm glued to the screen when it's airing. I wouldn't say I'm you know turning it off and putting it on mute either. It's good. Yeah. those things are they kind of are what they are. Yeah. They seem like there's. It seems like something that Ted really pays attention to and has an eye for.
1: <laughs> all I'll say is I like it. I mean I like Hank Jr. as well. I like yeah. Carrie Underwood. I mean it's it's all part of the presentation. But the part I like about the uh, the Monday Night theme. I don't know who she is. But I love the drum, man. I love the way oh, that yeah, she just cool. bangs into it, man.
3: I, I like that. She
4: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just, I, I forget who
3: she is, but she's a pretty famous drummer. Yeah. I mean,
4: we we, yeah, we probably should know that. Ted, honestly, you yeah. should probably should. You're the music man. Um, yeah, I can only know so much. <laughs> I, I will say in that regard, I will you gotta give it to Sunday Night Football. I mean, you can't beat the Sunday Night Football theme. You, you just can't. It's yeah. classic, it's timeless. Gary Underwood, it's right. it's money. Um
3: I will, I will say to, to tie that off a funny, like maybe inside baseball. So one of my buddies who he's, he's like a feature producer with ESPN. I, I worked with him a while back, like when he when we were both kind of starting and he's worked his way up, he's a feature producer. He's told me that he tried to get clearance for in the air tonight, multiple times mm-hmm. for features and the music department always turns it down because of how much money it would cost. Oh, yeah. So he he's told me like, I want to know, well, first of all, Monday night football, basically has no budget can do right. whatever the hell they want. So he's like, I want to know how they got Clarence mm-hmm. one for in the air tonight and how they got Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg yeah,
4: that's lot, to do the
3: yeah. day. Like, he's like, I want one time to cut that tease for Monday night football with Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg and in the air tonight. So it's just crazy to think about that stuff. Like, you know, people, And this isn't trying to be like some insider or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes you just watch Monday Night Football. You, oh, cool. That, you know, Stapleton and Snoop Dogg. That's kind of cool. You know, fun song. You don't think about everything that goes into getting that.
4: That's, I mean, that's everything. I've told people like, yeah, I worked a week on that thing. What? (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, it's just it just, it is. You take it for granted. I mean, that's the presentation ESPN that we were talking about. It's. It's awesome. I feel like I got to address this, the Gibbs thing. Ted, I'm kind of surprised you didn't do your whole, I guess me keeping some receipts on you kind of lessened the whole, (laughs) I'm going to make you feel like an idiot on this podcast. Like you did a couple times,
1: but you you can't win. I mean, you just can't win.
4: (laughs) Hey, I mean, like Jared Goff said about the whole, I'm not, I'm a poor man's nothing. Um, I, I never said Jared Goff got lionized, so as long as that's not out of my resume, then we're all good. So with Gibbs, Gibbs is great. Wow, he looked freaking good. Wow, he looked good. I woke up for that touchdown. That was shortly after the pick six. He's 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 everything that he was, and I know it's just one game. He's, he's very good. I love yeah. him. He's a great, great player. He's electric. I, I'm going to love watching him play. I mean, they finally kind of seemed to finally get him going. And I think for a rookie, he just needed a game like that. Yeah. Once he had a game like that, he's gonna break through. He's gonna be this is like, we're not gonna be seeing maybe that performance every week, but we're gonna be seeing a guy who belongs in the NFL and who is maybe worth you know a high draft pick. Um, I mean, now we're kind of seeing on the other end where it's like we're struggling with a pass rush, and I agree and just kind of tie a bow on the whole trade deadline thing. I didn't want to make a deal. You never make a good deal. Uh, I mean, we saw it, it stings that it's a 49ers that got Chase Young, I mean, of effing course, but I, I didn't want to pay, you know. Two, two. what is the saying? Like a dollar on the penny? Is that right? A dollar on the penny a for penny one and of these dollars. dollars. I don't think a Chase Young, I really don't think Chase Young wins you a Super Bowl. I know. Right. I'm not sure the Lions are a Super Bowl team, but they're a damn good, fun team to watch. And they're a team that I think can beat just about anybody in the NFC other than maybe the Eagles. So we'll take our chances going to the playoffs. You never know. One game, they might get lucky against the Eagles. I have to apologize about one guy more so than Gibbs, though. And I still think Gibbs, I'll stay by what I said. I'm, I don't know if he was worth the 12th pick, but damn good player. Hey, Alex Anzalone, I mean, if you guys remember last year, he was kind of the scapegoat. I was like, man, this guy sucks. Right? He's going to get plays this year. Yes, <laughs> he, really, yes. he really has been. And he's one of those guys that, you know, Ted, I always think of like when you or whoever throws out random names, like from when you were a kid watching players, Alex Anzalone with the look, the hair, the visor, everything about him, the name, great name. Like, you're not going to forget that guy come 40 years. That's one of those random players that sticks in your brain. That's yep. like Alex Anzalone. I remember that fucker. Yep. He's been great. I mean, he seems to be a true leader on that defense. I love watching him play. He's kind of who my eyes have been sort of more drawn to as of recent, more than Hutch. So I just got to give a shout-out to Alex Anzalone, man. Never thought I'd say that.
5: Yeah, yep. good call. Or Damon
4: Targaryen, as they call him. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a great nickname, too. Well, I will say this, not to, not to jump back to Hutchinson, but they, they did a pretty good job on him. He didn't basically yeah. have much of a game last night at all, did he? The other guy stepped up.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like teams teams are yeah. figuring out either double teams or chipping in or right. you know doing stuff like that. They're they're kind of figuring out let's focus on Hutchinson and make these other guys beat us. And like you said last night, the other guys did. did.
4: So you guys you guys never said this, but is it fair to say like you can? I'm not saying Hutchinson will never be this, but seeing Max Crosby a whole game of him and then seeing a whole game of Hutchinson's like, I mean, it's just two different stratospheres in terms of. I mean, that's Cros- what I think. Like with people throwing out these trade deadline deals, Chase Young. If you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you go get a Max Crosby. That's yeah. that's a guy that can, okay, now we're like legit. We're going to maybe be the favorites to win a Super Bowl. I don't think a Chase Young does that for you. You see the difference between no. a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, Chase Young, and then like a Max Crosby. Not saying Hutchinson won't be that, but as right. currently, as a second year in the league, he's not there yet.
3: Maybe, maybe the argument would be when you get Chase Young to put him next to Nick Bosa, right. maybe that makes yeah. it a very valuable. So kind of the same, if you put Crosby next to Hutchinson – yeah, you make that deal. <laughs> I would just say, you know, I H- I mean... Hutchinson's a few years behind Crosby, so you know maybe maybe he'll get there. But Crosby was, yeah, he was a
4: beast. If and... I said right now you could trade a first, like I don't know, what do you? I don't know what that. I'm not even gonna say it because I'm gonna sound stupid and uneducated. I don't know what the deal would be for Max Crosby. Yeah, I but I know. saw people tweet now, don't let him leave Detroit. Right. I mean, he's a Michigan guy. Talk about just a perfect. Like he right. he's a lion. I, right. I would love to make him a lion man some way somehow, but yeah, probably never gonna happen. Well, if Chase
3: Young is a third round
4: draft choice. I, I mean, mean he's a first round, he's a first round pick. Probably, gotta be, Yeah, it's gotta least. be. And, he, and might he, even I, be
3: like two first round, yeah. like a future first right. round and you know, current rate.
1: Well, he's been around a little while, right? How old is he now? Do you know? I want to like say three. he was drafted
4: in 2019, 2020, well, right oh, right Okay, now. younger than I thought then. Probably three like years, years older than, than the else. league,
1: somewhere but, like that. But I will say after watching him up close and personal last night, I haven't watched a lot of Raider games, you know, full games. He is a monster. I mean, he's a <laughs> he stud. Is. There's no
4: doubt. Just to, uh going ahead to looking at the kind of this, I mean people keep saying that we have this week schedule. This is my first time actually kind of going through and looking at it. I mean, it is. You have the Chargers at you're at you're at Los Angeles versus Chargers, but that's coming off a bye week. Teams so are gonna be fine. fully healthy. You win that game, you're sitting at seven and two. You're home against the Bears, home against the Packers, on the road against the Saints. Uh, on the road against the bears home against the broncos on the road against vikings without kirk cousins uh you finish your home against the vikings without kirk cousins and you play the cowboys i mean looking ahead that december 30th game night game at cowboys i think it's a sunday night football yep i mean that's 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 the super bowl or bust right there you got to win that game that's going to have probably the first round bye is probably going to be on the line for that say. game yep. i mean that's what it comes down to so circle that one december 30th i don't know what you guys are doing that's right around new years oh yeah I'll make sure you got that night clear
3: it, it could be even for, you know, the first seed in the NFC. I think, yeah, it, yeah. it could be right. something like that. That's going to be uh, a great game. But, right, getting two of the Vikings, two of the Bears, the one with the Packers. You already got Lambeau Field out of the way. I mean, it's setting up. It's the Lions. It's, it's a level the Lions. Essential. So you can't get too ahead of, ahead of ourselves. But, man, they're, they're looking good.
1: Well. Go Lions for sure. That was a big win last night. Rest up, get healthy, and be ready to go for the stretch run. All right, we'll take another short pause and uh, we'll finish it up with a little bit of a surprise or two right after this.
3: (laughs) Success Group Mortgage and Servicing
5: is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you
3: are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's
4: 989-720-4380.
3: Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services is the official and exclusive realtor and broker for Three Point Podcast. Corey and her team have been providing personal, exemplary service in real estate sales since 2004. Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services are total professionals helping you sell your current house or buying your dream home. Stop in at 216 West Exchange Street in Owasso. Get info online at CoreyShook.com and follow on Facebook at Corey Shook Realtor for more details. If you are looking for honesty, ambition, and expertise. You're looking for Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services.
1: All right, guys. I I think I told you that uh, one of our sponsors, Tony Nash of AZ Printing, AZ Branding, I should say. You can see it right up there on the screen. He Mm -hmm. had me on his podcast. And I'll tell you what. It's a lot different when you're not the one asking the questions, you're the one answering the questions, but it was a great experience. He has a great studio in downtown Owasso and it was a lot of fun, but part of his uh, part of his show is he'll finish off with a guest with 50 rapid fire questions and you just gotta just gotta give a quick answer and move on to the next one
4: so real quick before we do this mind game would you say we're gonna be happy with how we were portrayed in this podcast or uh not
1: <laughs> you don't think i'm gonna take care of you come on <laughs>
4: you'll be fine i don't know man i'm, I'm curious you've been teasing this podcast drop for a couple weeks now i'm curious to see what it it,
1: it'll be on it'll be on next week so we'll see how it goes i might i might have threw one dig at you jared but nothing bad <laughs> all right just i'll just throw these a few of these questions out at you guys you can tell me what your answer is uh this is kind of a tough one right off the get-go so whoever answers it first the other one's got a little time to think of it if you could spend the day with anyone in the world anybody that's alive right now in the world who would that be
3: a lebron okay the first name that came to mind was barack obama
1: that's a good
3: one okay uh i said
1: i'll i'll fill fill you in on mine i said paul mccartney of the beatles that's pretty cool so uh make it easier here baseball goat oh barry bonds
4: yeah bonds oh okay i had babe ruth you know that i'm old school (laughs) i you know what's hilarious i saw a video of like what workout regiments used to look like not (laughs) there's one of babe ruth out there this was different It was literally like some Guy with it weighs like three hundred pounds, sitting on like what looked like a Meyer, like mechanical horse, like vibrating his gut. It's funny, man, compared to Babe Ruth to freaking today's athletes, man. Because knowing that that's what his regiment was was sitting on a vibrating horse while his gut just shakes. Around.
1: Yeah, eating eating ten hot dogs while he does it too.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, if you had a ticket to watch one player in their prime, who would it be?
3: Barry Sanders. Hmm.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think if There's like a clever, like you know. I mean, back when I was a kid, we saw Michael Vick in his prime. That's a good one when he was elite, elite speed. Um, I, I think it's it's just, you just got to throw LeBron. I mean, it's lame, but I'll say LeBron again. All
1: right, mine was Pete Maravich. Uh, in ten years, what will you regret doing? Way too much of.
3: Ten years working. Yeah, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> working. But, I mean,
4: probably. I mean, that's probably everybody. Probably has that yeah. regret at some point. Well, too much since,
3: time at work
1: yeah since i'm sitting here semi-retired <laughs> my answer was watching tv <laughs>
3: yeah
1: all right uh this could be a tough one a couple more um if you had one last meal what do you eat tacos
4: really big
3: old, big old spread of tacos
4: mine it's got you got to be specific because that's like your last like prison meal um one last, we used to have some pretty immaculate cheat, deal, cheat days back in the day, man, where I'd have like pizza, cheeseburgers, ice cream. So, I, I mean, I would just say a buffet, man. You you know what? Like an old country buffet, a, a buffet in its prime, maybe a Vegas buffet. That's my number one meal. All okay. right. Mine was simple just cheeseburger and homemade fries.
1: That's my last meal. Oh, I nice. love cheeseburgers. Uh, we might have talked about this before. If you're stranded on an island with only one album. The rest of your life, what
4: would it be? Um,
3: One album.
4: I mean, the first one that comes to my mind, it's, I don't know, because Drake is kind of taking a turn for me, but it's uh, probably Drake is really his first album, Take Care. It's Mm -hmm. incredible. It's one of the best. But I mean, I don't, his music is taking a turn, but. Yeah.
3: For uh, the one one of them that always come to mind, like an album front to back that I love, Justin Timberlake future sex, love sounds. <laughs> I was going
4: to say, you when go. you said Justin Timberlake, I thought you were going to go with 2020 vision. Is that, that the name? Or what's that's the name there of that too. Oh,
3: I, I love that one too. But if I have to pick one, it's probably future sex, love sounds.
4: Matt, right. one thing real quick. Are you, have you been following just because you mentioned Justin Timberlake and this was a big kind of news bomb, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I tell you what, I'm intrigued in this biography. She wrote Yeah. a lot of biographies. They're money grabs. Like, I could give a shit less, but you talk about somebody whose story has truly been suppressed it's hers. So I'm curious to see what that book actually has. And I mean, clearly she's given some information that's never been heard before. So yeah. I'm surprised right. that wasn't one of your like Ted entertainment recommendations, Matt.
3: It, I would have, I was going to bring it up if we did a Ted entertainment and ask if you guys have, you know, looked into this at all. It's a little head scratching, you know, um, why she would come out with this stuff. It feels like a little bit of a money grab money, but you know, I mean, she sure she's trying to tell her story kind of like what you said, Jared. Um, but it's also like she's kind of crazy now. So it's also like, how much can you believe everything she's saying? So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, it might be worth a read for sure. Yeah. Uh, two two other quick ones, just sports-related. Right. The
1: greatest Spartan of all time. Magic Johnson. I mean, that's easy.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll just go my personal. I mean, it's Magic. But, I mean, Draymond Green, I've always said that. My favorite. That's
1: any
3: sport I'm gonna say you're, I'm going to yeah, say Draymond. Ted. Ted said – I bet, Ted, I bet you said Magic Johnson also. I did not. He was only there two years.
1: Uh, I said, I kept it local, Brad Van Pelt. Brad Van Pelt. And then I also threw in honorable mention, Tom Izzo. Greatest (sighs) Spartan of all time. Come on. Greatest Wolverine of all time. Last one. Did you say basketball or any? Just greatest Wolverine of all time. That's how it was asked to me.
3: (sighs) I mean, it's hard not to say. I was going to say Tom Brady also. But that's really? maybe more for what he did after. Yeah, really. I would
4: say. I mean, after. in my lifetime, the guy who was like you—you were—you were cool. You were the king. It, it's Trey Burke. You—it's got to be Burke. There, that's yeah. a good one. If
3: we're talking Wolverine, man, JJ McCarthy might be up there if he they finish off this season the way that we're hoping.
4: No, nah, uh, yeah, i would say you just can't say that yet. Right, right.
3: That's tough, well, man. Glenn uh, Rice,
4: uh, you
1: know, there's that was well before your time.
3: Yeah, well I remember yeah, I remember watching Clinton Race. Desmond Howard, I would probably say that's a good one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I went right oh, in my Oh no, mode. no, no.
3: What am I saying? No, Charles Woodson. Charles there, Woodson.
1: There you go. I went yeah. right in my mode. Bob Ufer, greatest Wolverine of all time.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. Let's move up quickly. We'll go into a little entertainment Is there anything else you want to add about Brittany?
4: No. Oh, we're doing
3: a tethertainment. I thought we
1: were I just doing think
4: got a, I think you got a quick review, don't you? About... I got a quick review of the
1: Exorcist. Yeah, you want okay. to hear that? What do you
4: got?
3: Let's hear it. Thought today, Halloween
1: on uh, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, it, did you dress up going to the movie? Did not dress up. It was, <laughs> I will say this if did either one of you, first of all, see the original?
4: Yeah, I actually don't know if I've ever watched it, but okay, I would say,
1: first of all, that it it's not as good as the original rarely are they, but it has, it kind of followed the same vein. It tied in the two characters from the original Reagan and her mom. Reagan was the one that was possessed. She was played by Linda Blair, but this one had two young, you know, teenage girls that both were possessed. And I would say, this is one of those movies that I'd say read the book. You know, it was it was pretty slow the first hour, hour and fifteen minutes leading up to you know the possession and all that. Uh, it was okay. It had a pretty it had one interesting plot twist that I kind of liked the way they tied it in. But I think the book would have been a lot better. Uh, one point five. That's my rating. Wow.
4: Yeah, i gonna say the movie has been getting a lot of it's been getting a lot of. I kind of teased you with that before. I mean, I heard the script is cheesy as hell. I it is. So I'm 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 kind of surprised that you didn't have a more vulgar review.
1: No, I mean you know you you pretty much knew you're getting it, it. It pretty much like the first Exorcist. Now I will say I'll never ever forget that I've talked about it before. You know, fifty years ago. Think about that. And the mom was in this movie Ellen Burstyn, and hmm. so she's got to be ninety. But
4: was it cool. scary? I mean, I get I did it this make one you jump. Did it? Yeah,
1: there was a few spots where you jump. And again, if you'd never been to an Exorcist movie,
4: it's going to freak you out. I mean, were you in this theater by yourself? 140 Owasso Cinemas. I mean, were you alone in this theater? Four people. My wife and I (laughs) and and two women. (laughs) I mean, if you were in there watching that by yourself, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrifying. Uh, I would have done it, though. Uh, (laughs) And then finally, you know, this
1: is like from your generation, Matt Matthew Perry, you know. Yeah gone from friends what that's a sad story that uh, we had this week you could almost see it coming though i mean seeing him in that reunion thing you know he had some health issues i don't know if he if there was anything to do with the drug problems he had but i think i think the drug problems that he had just wore out a lot of his organs and you know just dead too soon right
3: yeah definitely too soon and it you know it's a generational thing for sure i mean but friends i mean it it transcends i don't know if that's too big of a word but it covers a lot of generations but right he's come out and talked about how when he goes back and or when he would go back and watch friends he could see basically what drug or what he was addicted to at the time
1: yeah whether it was alcohol or drugs
3: depending if he's fat or skinny yep that season was drugs that season was alcohol you know whatever so Mm -hmm. clearly he had some demons and stuff like that and you know yeah it's just really a shame it's sad
4: I mean, he was a legend. I mean, like I said, I didn't really even watch Friends, but you can. Appre- he he had that comedic timing that you just can't. He did. I mean, just a, naturally just a freaking funny guy. I mean, yeah. I think about the thing that I've seen him most in was his, I think it's a failed movie, but Chris Farley and him, Almost Heroes. I mean, just kind of a <laughs> hilarious duo, the two of them in that movie. So <laughs> that's what I think of more than necessarily Friends. That's, I mean, that's a movie I loved as a kid. So. Yeah, I mean, just gone too soon, man. It's a bummer. He really yeah. was like electric when he's on screen. He's a, he, he was a screen stealer for sure.
1: Yeah, you you called it perfectly. He had great timing and that, that sarcastic wit he had. Some of it yeah. was written, but I think a lot of it was natural. So Matt Perry gone. All right, guys, I think we made it through another one. Episode 287 of the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center. Sign up for a membership. You can get up to 15% off. Check out more information at memorialhealthcare.org. Also want to thank AZ Branding Solutions, Jacobs Insurance Agency, Corey Shook and Associates Real Estate Services, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, and Rivals Tap House and Grill. The Z925 Castle Game of the Week, Pontiac Notre Dame coming to the Nick to take on the Cavaliers 10-0 against 10-0. Game will be on the uh, on Z925 and NFHS. We'll try to get the microphones a little bit closer to us. And uh but it was fun. It's fun to
4: do. I tell you, the three-man booth is a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, when you don't have to be the lead man, you can just chime in whenever you want. That would be it's, fun. It's it kind of
4: unique, man. It's two play-by-plays. I I, you, I, I mean, know. you're you're kind of a sueto. You I mean, you you do a great job of you know, like kind of filling in some gaps that just like 40 years of experience. You kind of right. you just you know you have those things in your head or whatever. But no, you guys are a fun little team. Like I said, it's unique. I don't know if that's got to be the only booth in the world that's. Kind of essentially two play-by-plays. Well, I
1: appreciate that, and we and we are having a lot of fun with it. And Matt, your 2002 team jumped on board as uh, one of the support sponsors. And we appreciate that too.
3: Yeah, yeah. everyone on. was everyone was happy to do it. Like when I sent a message out, messages, reply, 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 reply. So right, yeah. yeah like was, I said, I'll, a bunch yeah. of them are going to be there at the Nick this uh, this Friday. So uh, all right, well, Hopefully they'll come up and say hi. All right, yeah. guys,
1: let's get out of here. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.